Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I am your host, Annie F. Downs, and welcome to October. I love this month. It's awesome, and it's beautiful, and the leaves are changing. I'm just thrilled about it. Also, this is the month that 100 Days to Brave releases, which is really exciting for me as well. You can go to 100daystobrave.com to learn more about that book. I'm really, really excited about it. Today is a special day on the podcast. One of my oldest, dearest friends, someone that I've known for, gosh, over over a decade now, longer than that even. I don't have time to do the math, but um, for a while now, Carlos Whitaker is on the show with us today. I think you are really going to enjoy this conversation. His new book, Kill the Spider, actually releases today at the Catalyst Conference. I hope some of y'all are there and listening to this afterwards. But a couple of things about this episode before we dive in, I just want to give you a heads up. A couple of times, Carlos says words that we do not normally use on the podcast, but I'm going to leave them because I think they matter. And so just if you have tiny ears, there's a couple of moments where you may just want to warn them. So not if you have tiny ears. I actually don't care what size ears you have. I mean, if you have kids with you, if you have children that do not need to hear a cuss word. So uh, there's a couple of times that happens. And also we cry. So cussing and crying are in your very near future. Carlos and I have been friends for a really long time and walked through some hard stuff together and and we go there today. So I hope you will enjoy this conversation with my dear friend, Carlos Whitaker. Carlos, welcome to the podcast. Gracias, amiga. I love that you showed up with your Bible and your journal. Is, is, is that like just not what dudes do in Nashville or... Tell, I me, just, tell me why you, why you love it. I don't know that anyone has shown up in the podcast booth with a Bible just, and a journal. And, and can I let you know that this is, this, this is only maybe 15 months of who I am, but now I can't not. Like, not just keep your, what, your journal with you? You just need it all the time? All the, all the time. Like, yeah. I, God's just talking 24-7. I have to write yeah. it down and I have yeah. to, you know. And so, um, so, yeah, you know, it's funny. I'll walk around with my Bible and my journal and I think, I'm that guy now. But uh, you know what? Like... I don't care. Like it's just, uh, it's so, it's it, it's just so. It's just where I'm at right now. Yeah, you know. I don't, I'm not mocking. I no, really no, think I know it's you're rad. Not, no, I know I, you're not. I mocking. don't go to my counseling appointment without my journal. Yeah. Well, and and I and I even thought I was like, oh, this is Annie. Like you know. Oh, she'll I'll, be about it. If I if I if I'm like, oh, you know what? Something ha- I'll be able to open my journal. And, you Do you know? know when I'm working on the book that doesn't come out for a little bit? I ha- what is sitting on my desk is five journals. Yeah. Yeah. And not because I'm quoting my journals because sure. that's not how I want to write, but it does yeah. set dates for oh, me yeah. that I can't remember. Yeah, absolutely. And I go. Oh wait, when did when did I feel like the Lord said that, and when did that verse yeah. come to mind? And I yeah. can kind of trace. Yeah, I mean, you know me; I'm a big journaler, but I I really believe in the power of tracing God's story in your Absolutely. life through writing it down. Yeah, yeah. and I, I've only really been journaling hardcore for two years, but yeah. game changer. What like, What made you jump into it? Um, my wife. All good things lead through my wife. Yes, or she has journaled she, forever. She has, yeah. and I just. All the time in conversation, she's like, oh, well, hold on. And she runs back and she grabs her journal and she opens it. And then it's like, oh, and it's yeah. like, oh my <laughs> gosh, you're right. Like, I can't believe that happened. And yeah. so it, it's exactly what you're saying. It's like when, when, when God's doing all these incredible things in your life, um, documenting him down. And again, I'm not like writing like these. I don't, my, you open my journal, you read it. You're, you're not going to be like, this isn't going to be published one day. That's you right. Know? That's right. <laughs> this is Nor just... These are just reminders of when God has begun to move. And and I think the louder he's gotten to me in my conversation with him, mm-hmm. um, the more important this journal has been for me. Mm-hmm. And so it's and really it's only been a year and a half since 
Um, I think I've really figured out how to hear them this way. Yeah. So. Do you journal in paragraphs or in bullet points? Um, both. So, so I, I mean, I, I journal. I kind of journal as I as I am um, doing my daily prayer, right. which is in the front of my journal. Is that what you call your quiet time? My daily prayer. Because um, we've got. I mean, my I, podcast listeners know we have got to come up with a different name than quiet time. Because I hey, can't hold feel on. That. But how about wait? Are you telling me? Because we're. I mean, I'm a little older than you, but not a whole lot. When I was in youth group, yeah. you know, in the nineties, same. Um, we called it Tog. What? <laughs> you didn't call it Tog? T-O-G? No. T-A-W-G. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> you know Wait, hold on. Talking aloud with God? No, talking T-A-W-G. T-A-W-G. With God. Annie, have you had your Tog today? No. Oh, Lord have mercy. At what Barry does College. it mean? At Bar- of course, we, we went- at Barry College, Chick-fil-A. Annie, have you had your time alone with God today? Oh, <laughs> Time alone yes, with that's God. that's what we called it. You know, so we tried to take QT, the quiet time. We tried to take it and uh, um, move it to a whole other level. So it was time alone Did with God. Did you come up with that? Uh, it was my my little group. Sure, group. yeah, like, yeah. We, you you know, take we, the we credit. You did. You, you did. Know. Okay, okay, I did. I okay. Did. Um, but Tog. So, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners have, have Togged it. I'm and, sure. And, you know, I'm have, sure they all call it that. There yeah. just has to be, because like if you and I go get coffee, yeah. I don't call it time alone with Carlos no. or I don't and I don't call it quiet time with Carlos no, no. but that's how my time with the Lord is yeah that is my connection that is when I drink my first cup yes. of tea that is when I'm like reading the Bible like I just need a better word for I know it. I know we, Bianca we don't have calls word. it a Jesus party and I feel that except yeah. that's not I mean even for an Enneagram 7 who loves sure. to party that isn't even what I do in the no. morning it's getting coffee yeah yeah it's not a party um, and, uh, and, but to Bianca, it is, I, yeah, I know yeah, yeah. it would I can be. feel that yeah, to Bianca, I can, right. I can feel that. Um, so I do not call it a tog currently. Um, I just, again, just wake up and read the Bible. Yeah. And, so, and so journal. the front of your journal is the, the, the front of my journal is daily prayer, um, that, that Heather and I have been praying for the last few years together. Just uh, a prayer you pray every day. It's the same prayer we pray every single day. And so it's morphed and changed and shifted and Heather and I've rewritten it, um, as seasons change and yeah. as we learn more about Holy Spirit and different things, we've moved. And so it's really been cool to watch even in the last two years how the prayer has changed. But yeah. but for every journal, she writes um, that prayer in the front of my journal, uh-huh. and then which is kind of cool to read my wife's writing. But totally, the is, totally. And so I pray it out loud. And as I'm praying and as the Lord's speaking, I'll, I'll journal. The first section of my journaling for that day is through my prayer, what he's saying, uh-huh. um, and then maybe where he's leading me to read. And then the second part would be where I ended up being led to read to read in scripture mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then kind of journaling through what he's saying there and then the yeah. third part is more hey this is what's up today this is what I'm feeling this is kind of what happened yesterday yeah so it's kind of in three yeah three different sections do you actually go from section to section or is it all happen like like do you flip part one part two part three or is yeah. this all in one day like does it oh no, oh, no it's you all skip. the same time he's opened it now you guys uh, oh, he's gosh. really opened it's it. open <laughs> here we go it's opened it and so, so like no. today's is all in one section you're not going like it's not like a three section notebook three no subject no, notebook no, from no i'm not Target. i'm not any downs okay. I, don't, no, I, don't, no, I, don't, I don't do that either <laughs> i don't do that either i don't have like like pink post-it notes and yellow post-it notes and i don't have the whole I do shebang. Have that. i, do have I know that. you do have that um but yeah no it definitely is you know it's it, i kind of start off hey what is the lord telling me during prayer yeah and then where is he kind of asking me to read and you know sometimes sometimes you know I end up reading things. I'm like, I just, I don't even know what this means. So yep. that was cool. Yeah. Whatever. And then other days it's like. Right. So. Um, do yeah. you follow a plan? Do you follow He Reads Truth? Or yeah. do you literally just go like, you know what comes to my mind is that story about Lazarus. And then you go and read, read yeah, Lazarus. I literally say, Lord, what do you want me to read today? Mm. I, it's that pointed of a question. And, and I then, used to be scared to ask that question. Yeah. Keep going. I used to be scared to ask that question because 
what if he doesn't say anything? And what mm. if it, what if it's nothing? What if it's like you know, lamentation, something, something that. Ha- and <laughs> right. so I used to I used right. to be scared of that question, um, but then the more I, I kept asking that question, the more the more pointed he was, and the more mind blowing situations I was having in my tog, and um, yeah, and uh, and so yeah, so it it um, I asked very specifically, Lord, what what would you have me read today? Mm. And and I'll most of the time I'll, I'll get something specific, and most of the time it. It has to do with what I'm... So for some of our friends who are listening that are maybe newer to hearing God for themselves, yeah. uh, kind of stepping into what does it look like to listen to God, yeah. how do you know God's voice in your head versus, like, so you pray and say, Lord, what should I read today? And you think of the story of Lazarus. Mm-hmm. How do you know that's you? How do you know that's God? Does it matter? doesn't matter. I believe that God's really in everything. Mm-hmm. And so not, not that the devil can't get in my head and, and tell me something or not. Um, but the chance but, of him wanting you to read well, the Bible, is yeah, yeah, and um, listen, you're you're talking to God, you're asking God questions. You're already ahead of the game. That's right. right? And so you're you're already ahead of the game. I was having lunch with a friend of mine um, a couple weeks ago in Nashville. I've been gone for a couple weeks, so it must have been right before I left. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he said, "Hey, where should we get lunch?" We were we were sitting at, at Crema, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know. Let's pray about it." And he's like, "What?" He just looked at me like I was crazy, and I was like, yeah. "No, seriously, let's let's just ask God." And he's like. You think God cares about where we go to lunch? And I was like, absolutely. And so, again, we're way kind of way down the, the path with my in this conversation already with where I am kind of with Jesus right now yeah. in this season. This isn't where I've always been. But um, he's like, okay, well, I'll trust you. I said, well, go ahead and pray. So we pray. And he's kind of laughing the whole time. Yeah. He, he's like, I feel like God told us to go to Thai Phuket. Oh, so good. Know, the Lord like, knows. Of course. <laughs> of course. The Lord wants us to go to Thai Phuket. So, Annie, we drive from, from Crema to... Uh, to Thai Phuket and um, which is like a mile, just a mile, close, yeah. And we're you know we're we're sipping our coconut, you know whatever. And, and it's a trailer. People should yeah, know it's it, it, literally <laughs> a double wide trailer in like the parking lot of Titan Stadium. It's literally the parking it's, lot, it's, and it's delicious. It, it's delicious. So he's like he's like obviously the Lord wanted us here, and he's kind of laughing. We're just laughing about it. Um, and I just I'm like, listen, if God if God cares about the massive details in our life, mm. why doesn't why wouldn't He care about these small things? So he's like, no, I get it. You know, he gets it. So we're on our way out, and. <laughs> This is this is this is why we do this. We're on our way out, and this this dude that has been staring at us across kind of the trailer comes running out to my friend, and he's like, "Hey, man, this is so weird, man. I'm so sorry. This is so weird, but do you do you sometimes work out of a coffee shop in East Nashville?" And my friend was like, "Yeah." He's like, "The whole time you've been in here, last week you were in this coffee shop, and." This is so weird. I don't even know if you believe in Jesus, but God told me while you were in the coffee shop to come and pray for you, and I didn't. And, oh. I, and, and I felt so I felt so terrible. And oh my God, you walked into this restaurant, and there's no way I couldn't chase you down. Oh my god. And gracious. my friend turned, looked at me with like wide-eyed wonder. Uh-huh. And I, I just smiled at him, got in my minivan, and backed out. And, and left him and to, left get him for? to get prayed for. And he called me later and he's like, I get it. I get it because yeah. it's it's those small things. Yeah. Seriously, this dude yeah. is going to be sitting there and and anyway. What are the chances? Come on, hundred percent. Hundred percent is the answer. The answer yeah. is hundred percent. Yeah, we. One of the things that Kevin Queen says a lot at Crosspoint now is he says we don't only pray, but we pray first. Yes. And yeah. so, and it is. I mean, it is shifting things in yeah. my life. I mean, yeah. and, and and in our church, but I, it's just really interesting to think about the power of. I mean, because truthfully, it's the power of submitting. 
your day yes. Yes. to God. Yeah. It is not about like a treasure hunt that you have no. to go on no. or you're going to miss or you're going to get poisoned if you uh-uh. go to the wrong place or no. anything ridiculous Listen, like that. I spent the majority of my adult Christian life not kind of walking this way. Yeah. And still had tremendous experiences with Jesus, still That's had right. tremendous moments with God, still did a lot of incredible things. Now I just feel like um, I'm just doing it on purpose a little bit more. Mm. So, And there's just a different power to it. Mm. And yeah. the the word surprises come to my mind. Yeah. And just this idea that there is always opportunity for the Lord to surprise us yeah. with his kindness because yeah. the world is always going to surprise us with the pain. Yeah. And right? It's, it's so true. It's a, and, and that is the thing. I think I love that you said surprises because— I have more gasping, mouth-open moments now that I'm living this way mm. and kind of in this conversational intimacy, hearing from Jesus this way, where it's it's almost every other day where I, I'll stand up somewhere and I'll be, oh my gosh, <laughs> can you believe that? You right. know, and w- we can pop into some of those in the com- you know in our conversation, but um, it is he's he's whimsical, he is fun. Um, and he shows up in a lot of fun ways when you start paying attention this way. Yeah, let's back up to why all this started though, because I do think people need to know that. The best things in life are not free, besides <laughs> salvation. Oh, Jesus. Right? Yeah, it's so I true. mean, there was there is a catalyst for yeah. uh, your life transformation. Yeah. And so your first book, Moment Maker, Moment I loved. Maker. And you yeah. right, you said earlier that it was it's kind of the ethos of your life. Yeah, it's kind of how, how I how I do things. It was the ethos of my life. Like Carlos is a moment maker. If people followed us on you know, forever on my blog. Yeah. Remember when we were blogging? Yes, we were blog friends <laughs> we were blog back, friends in, the back in the day. You know, 08, 09, yeah. remember those days? People, people, my wife blog. People still introduce me sometimes as author, speaker, no, blogger. And I'm is, like, you've no, got to drop blogger. I've not, I've not opened a document in that thing this, forever. This week, somebody, somebody in a bio somewhere was like, um, Carlos Whitaker, he works for Andy Stanley and he's a <laughs> blogger. And this, I'm like, this is nine years ago, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so y'all used to blog a lot. We used to yeah. blog a lot, and um, and so people that followed our lives, you know, we we, we live whimsical lives. We, yeah. you know, again, like my wife, three weeks ago booked a two week trip to California for my family to go right. camping for one week, and we've been gone for fourteen days. Yep, and that's just how we do it. We're moment makers. Um, we live by we homeschool. Here. We homeschool. <laughs> we homeschool. So for our, this our, reason, yep, for this reason, um, and so yeah, moment maker was really kind of like our kind of how we lived our life, create, receive, and rescue moments. Um, I've had a blast with it. Yeah. Um, the last the last three years helping people there. Uh, we're it's shifting. really powerful. It's a really beautiful idea. Yeah. No, it really is. I mean, it really is. You can live your life, or your life will live you. Just kind of doing it on purpose and um, looking at the life of Jesus and how He did this every single day. Yeah. And so, um, so let's can we ask, can we have yeah. one conversation right sure. there, real quick? Because I did an interview last week where literally the person said, "Can we just talk about fun the whole time?" And I was like, "Yes, we can. That's <laughs> yeah, easy." Yeah. And she said. Can you back up scripturally that Jesus was fun? Yeah. And I said, well, A, an Enneagram 7 did not write a single book of the Bible. So, right, so right. what we would have seen through our eyes. Um, but also, I, I did. There were there are tons of stories oh. to me where Jesus, where oh. I go like, if you would have seen his face, he's laughing. I mean, and when he he's at a wedding. Yeah. And he's the guy that someone wanted to invite to a wedding. Yeah. So he's fun. Yeah. But kind of talk about when you said, like, Jesus was fun and made moments. Yeah. How do you know? Yeah, I know. I mean— He's murdered, he's buried, or stuck in a cave. He comes out, he's alive. Uh-huh. He goes and comes up to two of his best friends on the planet who are walking down a road. And he disguises himself. Uh-huh. Now, if it was you or me, we'd been killed, resurrected, and we saw two of our best friends, we would sprint up to them and go, yep. hey, 
hey, look, it's me. It's me. Yeah. No, it says he disguises it. Now, I don't know what that means. We right. don't know what that means. Right. But I can only imagine it. W- it it's he hilarious. was having fun. Yes. And then there, he, he asked them, what, what are you guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, like he doesn't know. Yeah. Oh, and they, he lets them explain the whole story. This is an the axe, by the way, yes, right? This yeah, is an so axe. They're, they're walking it. down Road to Emmaus. And, um, and then he lets them tell them the whole, the whole shebang. And then he's like, oh, you know, I can just imagine him in the conversation. And yeah. they're, they're clueless to who he is. Then it says that he acts as if he was going farther. Now, oh my gosh, that's so interesting to me. Keep yes, going. He acts as if he's going farther so that they can go, no, 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 no. We, we want you to come hang out with us. Uh-huh. So now I'm imagining Jesus pretending uh-huh. like, oh, hey, you know what, guys? I'm going to keep going. Like, like I've got, I've got somewhere to, to go. You. Good to yeah. see you. You know, like, great to meet you. Yeah. As he has whatever outfit he has on that uh-huh. he's disguised himself uh-huh. with. They convince him, no, 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 no. He's like, oh, okay. So then they go and they're having dinner, you know, and then it says their eyes were open to him. And he disappeared uh-huh. from their sight. Uh-huh. Like he's like, oh, psych, poof, he's gone. <laughs> he's I just gone. I, I read that story and I think Jesus was a moment making Jesus. He was he had fun. He was whimsical. Yeah. Because yeah. um, uh, you know, in Mark five, when the disciples are on the boat, Jesus walks. He it's the middle of the night and he's walking on the water. This when Peter gets out. It's another time and it says he was gonna walk on by, right. and then they saw him. I'm like. What? Yeah. That's hysterical. Yeah. He's so twice Jesus was just gonna keep going. Yeah. No. Oh it's, my gosh, it's that's so, so good. funny. So yeah, he had fun. So yeah. okay, so that's kind of where it started. And now you have Kill the Spider coming out, which if I'm I mean, I've lived a lot of the story yeah, with you, but yeah, if sure. I'm understanding it correctly, that really was the what the catalyst to this new yes. life you're living. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you know, Moment Maker came out uh, in 2014 and Really, kind of the 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 traumatic event that really led into Kill the Spider, second book, um, was 2011. So, so okay. Moment Maker actually, when that came out, was when I began to really start walking into this That's right. um, Kill the Spider world, which That's we'll right. get into later. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so so kind of traumatic moment for Whitakers was 2000, late 2011, early 2012, which again, this whole kind of walking with God, this this hearing from Him in a different way. I would say began right when Moment Maker came out, so in 2000, oh, okay. 2014. Oh, okay. So it's been it's been a few years now yeah. that that I've been. Well, it really again, here's the deal. Guys that are listening to this podcast, you know, and I, I don't know if you know your demographics or we have dudes. You, know, you have dudes. Yeah, we have okay. a lot of dudes because I love them. Yeah, yeah. We we especially whether you're dating or you're you have friends that are like women love Bible studies. They they mm-hmm. just they, more than guys do. They they. They do. Like I mean, you mean like Beth Moore like, kind of yeah, sitting like, down like and doing workbooks? Sitting work down books? and doing, you know, workbooks yeah. and, and even even honestly, you know, I mean, listen, it doesn't take, you know, a brain scientist or some sort of um, lab results to just go to any church and say, hey, <laughs> yeah. you know, what Bible studies are going on? It's women Women's, are doing them. Yeah. And we can get upset about that and we can say, well, no, it's not really that way and guys should step up and this and that. Or Ugh, we can just learn like from language. the women. Mm, okay. And so my wife. She was doing a Bible study, Breaking Free, Beth mm-hmm, Moore. Mm-hmm. And if there was one thing I needed to do, it was break free. Yeah. And so I was like, babe, can I do that Bible study with you? <laughs> and she was like, sure. And so we began to do Breaking Free together. Um, and so really, this whole thing is, is my wife. And then my wife has a, a mutual friend of you and her. Uh, her name's Lauren, who really began to teach my wife about what this yeah, new way. Yeah, in our Bible study. Yeah, yeah in your Bible study. What this new <laughs> way. Bible I, study, yeah. uh, in your women's Bible study yeah, that yeah, was in my living right. room. That was right. What this new way of walking with Jesus looks like and hearing from him. And 
so I've learned most of this from my wife. Hmm. I've learned most of this from my wife, and I am proud to say that. Yeah. Um, and um, even yesterday, when we're she picked me up from the airport. I'm telling her about my sermon I preached yesterday. I was like, yeah, babe. At Embrace Church that we both love. We both love Adam Embrace. Adam Weber. Adam Weber. Love that so dude. I'm up there teaching a lot. And, and before yesterday, before the sermon, um, during Tech Run Through, I prayed um, the blood of the cross, the power of the resurrection, the authority of, of the ascension, just so that we can step into the power that we have, consecrate the day. Um, and I'm telling my wife that. And she's like, well, when you prayed... The, are you praying the the work of the cross, the blood? Because she's studying this stuff now. Yeah. And she's like, make sure that when you do this and that. And I'm learning from her. And it is just beautiful, Annie. Yeah. Like, it is it is awesome. So, you know, we're we're in this new season together. I think together. that's what—I've never been married. Yeah. As you know. But I think that is one of the things that single men and women should be looking for. Yeah. Something that I'm looking for is I'm looking for, are you going to push me? Yeah. To be like all that God has for Annie, yeah. and and are you going to let me push you to do the same? Like, and, are we going to get to do that together? And it is beautiful because my wife in this town has kind of become a. She has no platform. She's on blogs. She's have a whatever, but she's become a friend to a lot of influential women mm-hmm. who, um, because she chases Jesus this way. That's right. And they just want to be friends with somebody that chases Jesus that yeah, way. Yeah, that's and right. And so, um, and she cooks really good. She cooks so really that good. Really I just helps. Slap your mama. Yeah, so listen, good. when she gets going on that Mexican stuff, <laughs> it's get so out good. of here. It get is so good. out of here. So when you are processing through that, this is something I wrestle with, and other writers who are listening wrestle with. How did you decide when you were writing "Kill the Spider" yeah. what was in and what was not? Oh man. Um, well. Moment Maker took six months to write. Kill the Spider took three years. Right. So I wrote a little over 10,000 words. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me a long time to write those. Um, like the, those were going to be the final, you know, final, final words here. And um, about a year after, I threw them all away. Like, mm. like all of them away. All they, of them. All of them. Oh, Every single, blessings. on purpose. Like, like it was, I started over. So, um, yeah. and it was really clear because when I started writing Kill the Spider, I understood the concept and I understood the idea, um, but then not until maybe a year and a half after I began putting words on paper did I realize that I hadn't even killed it. So uh, he- here I am writing. Okay. Here I am writing a book called Kill the Spider. Yeah. Um, but I hadn't killed the spider, and then right. I was like, "Oh crap!" Yeah. Um, and then I finally stepped into what that looked like, and I was like, "Oh, okay, no, th- this is a little too fluffy. I've got to. We 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 need to redo this." And yeah. so. Um, a lot of trial and error, and uh, th- this book, Annie, I've written it as I've lived it, mm-hmm. and so, um, mm-hmm. so, so this isn't like from some guy that that figured out how to kill a spider forty years ago. Yeah. Like I think when the book lands in people's hands, um, I'm going to be fresh off finally killing mine. Uh, define that. I, I guess maybe give me the synopsis of what it means to kill a spider. Yeah, sure. I don't know that I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do you want me to tell you the story on how how it yes. how it came? Come on. How the idea yes. came? Yeah. So in 2013, I was on my way to a, again, traumatic moment in my life. Um, and I can't remember how involved you were in that time in our lives. But 2011, 2012, marriage falls apart. Heather's like, we're not fixing this marriage. It's over. And I was like, okay, well, my marriage is over. Like, I've got, I, if I'm going to rescue anything, it's just going to be my soul. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of go this way. Spoiler alert. Great marriage. We, yeah. we're, we're still here. Yeah. She cooked me breakfast this morning. That's I right. kissed her on the way out. But um, through through therapy and counseling and uh, a, a friend of mine, um, Donald Miller, said, hey, I think you should go to this place called Onsite. So mm-hmm. um, I'm like, okay, what is it? And it's like seven days of therapy. And I was like, who the hell wants to do that? Right. Like, you know, but I go. And on the way, on the way there, um, I call my dad. And I was like, hey, dad, um, 
I um, I'm on my way to seven days of therapy. They take our phones. Um, I don't, uh, I don't really know why I'm going, but what my therapist said is that I keep rubbing shit on my blessings. That mm. was like kind of, that's why you're going, Carlos, is mm-hmm. you rub shit on your blessings. And mm-hmm. I look back in my life and I was like, it's so true. Every time I'd get a blessing, I would find a way to find crap and rub it all over it. Yeah. Oh, and wow. so I tell my dad that I was like, Hey dad, I'm going, I said, I, I have to figure out why, to, why I'm rubbing. And I didn't say shit to my dad cause he was sure. Southern Baptist pastor. Sure. So I was like rubbing crap on my blessings. Right. And my dad actually said, he was so poignant. He's like, God, let me tell you why you're going. And I was like, Dad, I've got 15 minutes before I'm in the minivan with the kids. They're going to kiss me. I'm going to see them for seven days. I don't have time for one of your stories. Yeah. God, listen. When I was in Panama, I was preaching a revival. And I was like, oh, God, here he goes. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, the first night of the revival, Miss Ramirez gets up in the back of the church. She's 85 years old. She comes walking forward. And I'm thinking, why is she coming forward for prayer? Like, she's the oldest lady in the church. She's been here forever. She comes forward. She looks at me. And she goes, Pastor Fermin, can you please pray that the Lord cleans the cobwebs from my life? So my dad goes, okay, that's very poetic. I'll pray that. And so he said, the next night she comes forward again, asks for the same thing. And he's like, I prayed that last night. She goes, can you just pray one more time? So my dad said he prayed that. Then he said, the third night she comes forward again, last night of the revival. And he's like, she's obviously going to tell me that he's done it. And she goes, pastor, can you pray one more time that the Lord cleans the cobwebs from my life? And my dad said he stopped her and he said, no. He goes, we're changing the prayer. Tonight we pray he kills the spider. Mm. And he said, Carlos, I've watched you your entire life, clean the cobwebs. You are a professional cobweb cleaner. For 40 years, you've cleaned the cobwebs. It's, it's time. It's time to get past that crap and to kill the spider. That's why you're going. And Annie, wow. Like, I mean, it was like an inhaler to an asthmatic. I didn't know I wasn't mm-hmm. breathing until mm-hmm. he said that. Wow. And, and that was the moment. And did you know right away you were like, oh, my spider is? Did you know no. what? It, no. No, because, because I, I hadn't, again, and this is what we're going to get into, I hadn't defined what a spider was necessarily, but uh-huh. I, I got it. Like, I was like, I'm, I'm cleaning up the problem, kind of the outside problem, and I need to get to the root. That was kind of there. Now, yeah. here's the thing. I went to seven days of therapy. I thought I was going to kill the spider when I was there. I don't, I don't believe that in, in just talk therapy you can kill a spider. I think you can identify, locate, and corner it. You have to kill it with the Holy Spirit and with Jesus. Mm. So here's, here's where years later, maybe a year and a half later, I came to a, a, a stronger definition for me and what the book is. Um, of what a spider and a cobweb is. A spider is a an agreement you've made with a lie. Mm. So at some point in your life, you've made an agreement with a lie. Mm-hmm. It could be a massive, hairy spider agreement, or it could be a small, everyday kind of agreements. But at some point, we've made an agreement that, in turn, a cobweb is a medicator that brings false comfort to that lie. Sure, sure. So uh, medicators is, is, is what I was really good at, at cleaning, those cobwebs, right? Like Behavior modification. Behavior modification. Yeah. Five steps to stop doing this. Yeah. Three steps to this. And, yeah. and a lot of churches, this is what we do. Four steps to how to handle your kid that this and mar- how to make your marriage better, budget your money. Mm. Those, are, those are fine, but those are just cobwebs. You've got to get past it. There's a lie in an agreement that you've made at some point that you've got to get to. You've got to break that, um, and you've got to drive a dagger through the heart of that spider. And that's... That's what I, I hadn't I, – it took me a long time after my seven days of therapy to finally do. Yeah. Um, but I did, and now I'm, now I'm doing it every day, you know? Yeah. Now, now, um, now I'm doing it every day. So, so there's the kind of the, the crux of the book. It's Literally every day you're sitting and thinking, we're not going there again. I'm not, oh, I'm not I'm, agreeing with I'm that. I'm not agreeing. I mean, I was – again, there are massive lies that when I was a child I'd agreed to that I – it does take therapy right. to get to. Yeah, that's right. Okay. It takes therapy to get to there, and you have to get there. But once you're there, it doesn't take the therapist to kill it. You're going to have to kill it. Mm -hmm. Or there's everyday spiders. Again, we're just talking lies and truths. Yeah. And there's, you know, I was uh, spoke at an event a couple weeks ago, 
and I show up and I'm all excited about my talk and it's in front of 500 pastors. And I'm a little nervous because it's senior pastors and I look at the agenda and there's three speakers in a row and right before me is John Acuff and right after me is Bob Goff. Uh-huh. And immediately I was like, why am I even here? Like, yeah. I'm nowhere near as funny as John Acuff and no one's going to love me near like they love Bob Goff. Why am I? And so immediately lies, lies, yeah. lies. Yeah. So you know what I did? I got up, I went to the bathroom, grabbed my Bible and I prayed. I confessed, I rejected, I replaced, I repented, and yeah. I killed that spider yeah. right there and there, and I walked on stage and I did it. Yeah. Um, but again, these spiders can happen every single day, but but a lot of us have these. Uh, when we find our medicators, you just have to look past those and dig past those, and it just takes work, Annie. I mean, yeah. it takes work. That's the truth, and right? And people don't want to People don't want to do that. They want a quick fix, yeah. you know? Um, but for me, it took a lot of work to get to where I needed to get to. Yeah. So. This morning I was driving here and I was having a word with the Lord and I kept saying, disappointment is not the author of my story. Yeah. Disappointment is not the author of my story. Jesus is the author of my story. Yeah. Right. And that, and that's killing a spider for it me. Is. That is just going like, no, I'm not going to, what yes. you're trying to say to me, yeah. I'm not hearing. You're Jesus not. writes my story. Yes. Does that mean I'm going to get disappointed in my life? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. But disappointment doesn't write my story. Yeah. So before I see something happen, yeah. I don't need to let disappointment be the one who writes how it ends. Absolutely. Right? And yes, so, and yeah, I think I think that's brilliant. Yeah. That's brilliant. So, so it, it's just an easy way, I, I think, I think the... The analogy is is easy enough for people to understand, oh, and then it's and then what I do is I just take them through a process in the book where uh, it's really my story. I'm not yeah. trying to teach anybody anything. Yeah. It's it's my story, but as I'm sharing my story, you know, hopefully people are figuring it out. Oh, this is how I can. Yeah. This is how I can track down my spider and. Kill and it. you're launching the book this week at Catalyst. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. So it comes out October third, but then October fifth, I'm speaking yeah. main stage at Catalyst, yeah. and so. Um, our good friend Tyler Reagan, who's been on your podcast, yes, whom I adore. Um, he uh, he's the he's the reason I, I moved from L.A. to um, Atlanta and worked at our point because of Tyler. Really? Was, yeah, we were we were friends, and he's like, hey, there's there's a guy that I know in California. Um, if you want to, uh, you know, maybe interview him, I think he'd be great for the job. And yeah. so Andy's and the team flew me out, and that's why I'm actually probably sitting in front of you is because of Tyler. Isn't that crazy? Because of Tyler. I'm probably sitting in front of you because of Tyler. Yeah. Tyler, you <laughs> Tyler. run our lives. Yeah. Um, this podcast comes out on October 5th, today. Oh, boom. So there it is. is releasing at Catalyst yes. while people – so people in the building yes. and across the across world across the world are hearing the story the same day. Love it. Only yeah. the Lord. Yeah. Only yeah. the Lord can do that. What's this? What is this new music? What is happening? Hi, it's me. I'm interrupting my conversation with Carlos. I'm so excited. We have some new partners who've come along with us to help make the show possible. And so I just want to tell you real quick that today's show is brought to you by Talkspace, which is an online therapy company. You know, I care a ton about counseling and as does Carlos, we both really believe in it. And Talkspace is making it possible for any of us to get really good quality therapy for a fraction of the traditional therapy price. You can pick an experienced licensed therapist that you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. So to match with your perfect therapist, go to talkspace.com backslash downs, D-O-W-N-S. And if you are interested, use the coupon code downs to get $30 off your first month. So that's downs as the coupon code and then also talkspace.com backslash downs. Okay, back to our conversation with Carlos. What is your hope for this book different? Like when you really, I have a book coming out this month too, and I have some like real deep 
yeah. hopes for it that I've never had for a book before. Yeah. How do you feel about Kill the Spider? Um, gosh, the hopes are so much deeper in in the sense of oh, I was in such bondage, Annie. Like mm. I look back at who I was in 2010, 2011, and where I was, um, and and my bondage wasn't only didn't only have me in bondage. It had my wife and it had my kids. And I'm, I'm hoping that these words will, there's so many people in bondage that, that are just expecting, they're expecting for Jesus to set them free from the bondage and just to experience a normal life. And I, I think that's, that's a problem because Jesus, he came not only to give us life, but to give us it in abundance. Mm-hmm. There's that, he tacks that on at the end of John mm-hmm. 10, 10, mm-hmm. abundance. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what I finally, where I'm finally at. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. not just like free from, oh, I'm just not making bad decisions anymore. Right. Like, I'm not just wounding my kids. I'm not just, sure, that's fine, but there's so much more yeah. that is available. And what I'm hoping is that this book helps people break, break those chains, step out of those areas of bondage, and really experience life in, in the shalom way, in the yeah. way that, like, gosh, Jesus doesn't want us to just, um, what, what, what is it here? This is why I brought my Bible. In <laughs> in uh, in uh, Peter, where is it? Second Peter. I love um, that guy. Uh, no, excuse me. First Peter 5, 10. Now the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ Jesus, will personally restore, establish, strengthen, and support you mm. after you have suffered a little. Right. A little. Oh, come on with that. I stop. I used to stop with after you've suffered. Yeah. But, but here's the thing. No, like just a little. Like all yeah. of this stuff, restoring, establishing, strength, and support, all of that stuff is is available. And I, I never had any idea mm-hmm. how free I could be. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't taken – it's been – it's been 13 months since I've taken my Paxil for my anxiety. Really? And I took it for 13 years. Yeah. And I, I just I just thought to myself, oh, I'm supposed to just – God's going to give me enough strength to, to battle and deal with my anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I, I used to be kind of at the forefront of, of um, a lot of news articles were written about me because Carlos is a Christian speaker who struggles with anxiety, which is fine. But I think the problem where I used to sit, again, is I would try to help people – know that they had enough Jesus to make it through the day. Uh-huh. Jesus wants you free. Mm-hmm. And I, for the longest time, as someone that struggled with anxiety for so long, I didn't want to say that out loud because what if I prayed and I didn't get freedom? Mm. Does that mean he's not real? Right. And it would scare the crap out of me to right. pray these bold prayers. Well, when I started praying the bold prayers and therapy and exercise and, again, yeah. lots of things, yeah. I'm free. Yeah. I, I'm I'm free from the anxiety that was suffocating me for so long. So, yeah. my hope for the book is no matter what, how massive the cobwebs or spiders are in your life, that people are going to read it and know that there's freedom, not only just kind of freedom from pain, but freedom into like incredible life yeah. at the end of it. Your pastor and one of my dear friends, Alex Seeley, uh, we were talking about healing one time. Yeah. And I, I felt like I believe the Lord healed me from PCOS. Yeah. And I was telling her, I don't always say that from stage. I just don't want people to, right. to I, I don't want, you know, all these reasons. She was like, you better tell people you've been healed. Yeah. You better say that. You better say that he really did it because he really did it. Yeah. And so I love that you didn't couch your anxiety conversation yeah. with, no, the Lord just healed no. me. Yeah. He healed me and yeah. set me free. Yeah. And that, it can look like that. It can. It, it can. And, and there's hope, you know. And yeah. so, um, 
anyway, I'm super excited about the book. I, th- I think it's going to help a lot of people. But my thrill about it, again, I don't know how many books we're going to sell. You know, Zonovan wants me to sell a lot of books, and I get it. Um, but already, like, my book launch team who's read it and just he- reading what they're writing on the Facebook wall of our book launch team, I'm like, all right, well, that's why I wrote we're it. Done. We're, yeah, we're, we're done. done we're, yeah, we're done here. We're done. Right. Those, those, those people, like, are experiencing freedom yeah. in a way, and I'm like, thank God I wrote the book. You yeah. Know? I mean, that's the truth. I've said this before. You and I have said this before, but Christine Kane says God puts books in hands. Yeah. And so all we can do is be faithful to write them yep. and make sure our friends know they exist. Yeah. And then you, like, it is really true that that, uh, while it is important to honor the people who help us put books yes. on shelves. Yes. Also, God is not going to pull up my book sales when yeah. I get to heaven to yeah. let me in or not. <laughs> right. What he's actually going to ask me about is how I treated the people around me, yeah. how I treated him, yeah. Yeah. and whether I gave my life for the gospel. Yeah. And Absolutely. sometimes that looks like a lot of books on shelves, and sometimes mm-hmm. that looks like eating lunch with someone who kind of annoys me. Yeah. I don't know, right? Like, <laughs> right? I mean, it just is. It just is. So, so. good. Um, okay, let's talk about Alex Seeley for a minute. Yeah, and let's Henry talk Sidney. about my pastors. Henry Seeley, yes, your pastors at The Belonging. So something that we've talked about a lot here yeah. on the podcast has been the last year and a half of yeah. our lives. Yeah, Because it's your podcast and it's your life. Yeah, I mean, and it's fun <laughs> most of yeah. the time. Yeah, um, yeah and, and there's been a lot of conversation about what happened at Crosspoint. Yeah. And you and I, you even closer than I by far, were really impacted by the loss of our pastor and your family doesn't And for people that are listening for the first time, he didn't die. He didn't die. Sorry, (laughs) sorry. Yes, yes, yes. He didn't die. He just uh, stopped being our pastor. And one of the things we've talked about a lot is the power of staying in a church even when when things get hard. Yeah. You guys aren't there anymore. We left. Yeah. So first, hear me say, I totally missed... Yeah. I totally missed you in church with y'all. Yeah. But it is also right mm-hmm. when God tells you to leave. And I just want my friends who are listening to hear that side of the story, sure. too. Because they have ad nauseum heard the side of the story <laughs> of staying. Tell me about the right thing being when you're supposed to leave. Yeah. There is a right thing. Um, and it is, it is okay to leave. Yeah. Listen, on my Facebook wall, my public profile Facebook wall, I've had people blast me i can't believe you left when things were bad and 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 you know i, I would read you want to be things. like you don't even know yeah, what but, <laughs> but i'd read those things and i was like hey you don't know yeah but but then something in me again a spider would start to be birthed in that moment well, yeah maybe i was supposed to build a statue of my family and stake it in front of the church <laughs> and, we stayed yeah. you know here's here's the thing annie we're human there's pain the pain was a lot more for my family, we, we were in, in, in daily life with, with them, with Pete. Um, he's one of my best friends. I mean, he's why we moved to Nashville, mm-hmm. that, a conversation with him. We can't, I mean, it was, I was sitting right behind him. Uh, Heather has a picture that 10 seconds before he got up on stage, I had my hand on his shoulder, and he had his hand touching my The Sunday my he left? Sunday he left. The, the, the morning yeah, he was getting it. up. Yeah, I was um, there. You were there. And so we were holding hands, holding arms. So... That was the last Sunday we were ever at Crosspoint. I don't have to explain why we left. No, you, know? you don't. But, but what, I, what, what, I, what I can do is, is explain that I'm not going to damage my family's soul on some false sense of, of heroism. That's good. God's not calling me to be a hero. God's calling me to lead my family. We were so devastated and wounded. We were. 
he got a standing ovation when he left. Heather and I were, were probably maybe two of the closest people there. We didn't stand up. People again. Oh, you didn't stand up. Why you didn't stand up again? They they don't know what what I know. They're, well, not not they don't know what I know. No, they don't hurt the way I hurt. That's right. Um, and so my pain's my pain. My family's pain is is their pain. I I love that man with a love that I think I feel it because of the pain. Uh, I feel the depth of the love because of the pain. And I'm believing. I'm I'm believing that Jesus is going to First Peter yeah. five. Yeah. Restore establish strengthen and support him mm-hmm. I'm, I'm believing that's going to happen yeah because he did it for me yeah that's right because too. i left the confines of my marriage in 2011 to chase something else and my daughters locked themselves in a bathroom because the, the night it happened they didn't believe they'd ever get their dad back and they got him back not only did they get him back but they got a rescued new version back mm-hmm. and if he could do that for me Amen. he could do that for him yeah but we left because again we'd gone through it ourselves Annie and um we needed we we needed something else we'd actually been praying about leaving for a year yeah um and uh and we we felt like we were supposed to be there for them um but then when they were gone we were like okay we we felt released and so he, here's here's the uh here's the beautiful part of the story we didn't have to pray a long time. We just knew this was yeah, it. Yeah. So we um, we're like, well, what do we do now? Well, we we have to go visit churches. Oh my gosh. Because you've been on church staff. Yeah, I've either been on church staff or at Crosspoint. I basically right. went from church staff for ten years, church staff for three years to Crosspoint. That's it. So like, that's all I knew. Yeah. I don't visit churches. Right. So except you do for your job, but <laughs> right, I do for my job. Every weekend we visit churches, but not so, as attenders. So we're like, what do we do? Well, we had some great friends at an incredible church. Church of the City in Franklin, mm-hmm. who Darren actually reached out to us. He's like, hey, why don't you just rest here? Just yeah. come. And it, yeah. was, it was a great place to rest. Um, and I love this story. And uh, I've told Alex and Henry this one time. Yeah. Um, who are the pastors of the belonging? Who are the pastors of the belonging where we, where we belong now? Yeah. Um, so I'd heard of the belonging for a long time. Really, a lot of really cool people go to the belonging. Yeah, it's hips. I mean, they're beautiful people. Right, like, they're very just, beautiful. They they all have a lot of really pretty <laughs> pictures of themselves. Just pretty, um, and uh, the pastors are really pretty people too. They're just very stu- and everything. When we were wounded um, at Crosspoint, everything in me was like, I'm I I'm going to find a church of 25 people with an 85 year old man that pulls yep. his pants up to his yep. neck and just preaches the word I of God. I went through the same thing. I, I do not want to go to the cool place. I don't want to go to the cool yeah. place. I don't want them to have a Twitter account. No, I don't account. have their Twitter account. Yeah. I, no, nothing. That's how I felt too. That, so I was like, that's where we're going. And Heather's like, ah, don't know if I want to go to that church. You know? Yeah. And so so we start going to Church of City. It's great. Darren's ministering to us. We're we're loving it. Um my 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 daughters though were like, um, this this church service is an hour and fifteen minutes long. <laughs> we 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 go to cross point. It's only fifty five minutes long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way in hell. We, now, we they didn't feel say hell this, because yeah. we're, but but we're not doing it. And so Sienna was just vigilant. She was not gonna go. Yeah. So I'm on tour. If anyone's gonna be vigilant, it's, it, it's the middle child, Sienna. <laughs> so in a few years when she has a public Twitter account, you'll get to know her. That's right. Um so we um they they start going. Now I'm I'm on tour at this time and Heather's praying. And she pulls out all her journals to find the moments that this happened. But she, the Lord kept writing the word home, mm. like giving her the word home. So she's writing the word home um, down over and over. She's like, what does that mean? Do we move back to California? Like, because we're, we're homeless now. So, and to be homeless, people that are listening, you know, if you're homeless from a church, 
it's literally like you're living under a spiritual overpass. Like we're mm-hmm. in a tent, mm-hmm. living under the freeway. Mm-hmm. We're battered. We're weathered. We just want a meal. We just we're right. exhausted. Right. So Heather, um, one of her friends, says, "Hey, I go to a church called The Belonging." So. Heather texts me while I'm on tour. She's like, hey, I'm going to go visit a church called The Belonging. And I was like, oh, you can visit that church, but we're not going to that church. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's like, okay. You're no, like, this is the perfect week to go when I'm not there. Yeah. <laughs> so Heather, Heather, um, I'm on tour. Heather goes with the kids, and she's nervous. She's like, she doesn't know anybody there. Her friend can't meet her there. Yeah. She's nervous, and she pulls up in the parking lot. Um, and um, a, a friend, Bernie Herms, who was at Crosspoint with us, uh, Natalie Grant's husband, um, pulls up right next to Heather, and she's like, and they kind of make eye contact, and it's both their first time. Going. Oh, I didn't know yes. that. And so Heather just kind of starts crying, like, yeah. And and it, our last Sunday at Cross Point together, again, we 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 prayed. We were in a prayer meeting that that Sunday that mm-hmm. that all went down. Mm-hmm. Bernie was in there with us, mm-hmm. so it just was sweet that Jesus yeah. would do that. Yeah. And then to the left of Heather, Bernie pulls into the right. To the left, a girl that lives down our street that she didn't even go know goes to the belonging pulls uh-uh. in. It's like, hey. And so suddenly my wife's just like, oh. Heather walks in, remember what the word she's been journaling, mm-hmm. and the huge thing, now this is something that's common in a lot of churches, you know, but for my wife, she walks in and right on the screen, it just says, welcome home. Yeah. And Heather's like, wow. So she sits there and she knows that the church service is two hours long. Right, right. Say on it is not having an hour and 15 right, minutes. Right, right. She's cross point, north, northified. Yeah, north, that's north right. Pointified. Yeah. And we, we, she has a certain, this is what's going to happen. So worship goes on for an hour. Preaching goes on for an hour. She doesn't even look at the girls. They walk out. Heather looks at uh, my daughters, who are 15 and 13 now. And she's like, so really hesitantly, what do you guys think? And both of them at the same time were like, that was awesome. Yeah. And so Heather's like, wow. Well, Lord, I think we found home. This is only after, but you're going to have to convince Carlos. Yeah. And so I'm on tour. She tells me it was awesome. And I was like, that's cute. Like, you can keep going while I'm gone. Right. when I get home, this is not we're what gonna we're going to figure go. it out. Yeah. So I get home, and um, here's the thing: I had run into Henry a couple times because they they're from Planet Shakers, they worship leaders, you yeah. know, a couple times, and I didn't know him. I just, you know, I was everyone loves him, and there's just there's a little bit of the humanity in me. It's just like I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to like this guy. I didn't yeah. know what I had against him. Yeah. Because he never done anything to me. I just right. didn't like him. I'll right. know what it is now. The enemy didn't want me to, you know, but. Um, I just told her, I was like, I don't know if I like the guy. Like, yeah. I don't know why. I just don't know if I like him. Heather's like, okay, well, just come visit. So long story short, long story long, we, um, uh, I'm home on a Tuesday. We have church on Tuesdays. Um, Heather's like, well, just come tonight. I said, okay. And so I go in and I'm like, no. We actually go to dinner with some friends right before uh-huh. who had been to the belonging and had left for all the reasons that I kept hearing I shouldn't go. Yeah. So they're kind of like confirming, like, oh, like, you can you go guys, visit. But, right. You know, right. and Heather's like, oh, my gosh, our friends are telling Carlos yeah, he's not going to yeah. like it. So we show up. We walk in. And I'm like, let's sit in the back. Um, and I, right away I start seeing Crosspoint people. And I'm like, oh, my God. I don't. I pull my hat down. I was like, I don't want anyone to see me. So um, Alex is is making her way up just talking to people. Imagine just a senior pastor just talking to people like Row by row. And you can just tell she's looking into their eyes. She's like, hey, yeah. that's, the, that's the preacher. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was saying. And I was like, and Heather was praying the whole time, Carlos just needs a personal touch. Mm. And so Alex got all the way to the row in front of us, and she's about to come and say, hey, who are you guys? Because Heather never, never met her. And then the worship starts, and she leaves. And Heather's <laughs> like, oh. And so Heather was just praying, please, God, let her, let her talk to Carlos. Yeah. She doesn't. 
Worship starts. Heather said, I don't remember this. Heather said, my arms were crossed, and I was just not, yeah. not about it. Yeah. So she said two or three songs. She goes, but then Meredith Andrews started singing mm. a song. And um, she started singing um, Peace Be Still, which is out yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. On their album. On their so album. Good. And she said that the second she started singing that, she could see kind of a shift in me. Uh-huh. And honestly, I remember the moment. Like, I was yeah. like, I've known Meredith Andrews for a long time. We, we wrote our records and, together yeah. with, with Jason Ingram. I've known her and what she's done. There was something specifically different about this woman. I agree. I agree. On stage. God's, there was, yeah, she was amazing. leading in a way I'd never seen. And I was mm-hmm. like, whoa. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of going. And I was like, okay, God, I'll go there. So mm-hmm. let's go. So I'm a worshiper. I've worshiped leader for a long time. And I'm there. And I'm like, wow, that was incredible. So we go through. Sermon comes up. <laughs> the, the message is Alex is talking up to a lot of people who have been hurt by church leadership. Oh, whoops. <laughs> You're like, oh, hi. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And of course, she's just an incredible preacher. She's she just incredibly good. Yeah, so good. So, I'm like, you know what? By the end of her message, I was like, I'll come back. Mm-hmm. I, I looked at Heather. I said, I'll come back. And Heather's like, okay. Now this is here's here it is. Henry walks up. Henry, the guy that I don't know why I don't like. Yeah. He walks up. Um, he's a co-pastor with his wife. He's on stage, and you know, he's looking beautiful, and he's very eloquent. And right when he gets on stage, I was like, hey, babe, let's go. Let's, yeah. let's sneak out before anyone sees us. So we start sneaking out. And he's on stage talking. We're we're walking out the doors of Rocket Town. And this Town. is a big room. It's Rocket big, Town. Big it's, room. You big know, room. 50, 100 feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm not a terrible I'm not a, estimator, yeah, yeah. but I want people to understand this is a huge <laughs> it's room. It's a big room. I hear him on stage. We're walking out. Next thing I know, I hear someone screaming behind me, Carlos, Carlos. And I, I turn around, and it's Henry. Now, I've never met the guy in my entire right. life. This guy, come to find out later, he tells me, he's like, well, we were on stage. It was almost like the Holy Spirit put a spotlight on you, and I saw you, and the Holy Spirit said, chase him. Mm-mm. So he chased me. And I'm telling you what, Andy, had that man not chased me, I don't know if we'd be there. Yeah. He's like, hey, I just want to let you know, we've been praying for you guys. Mm. We, we love you guys, and we're, I'm just so grateful you were here today. Like, if there's anything I can do for you, and I started weeping. Yeah. <laughs> and you, yeah. You know, I just start weeping in front of him, and Heather's dying laughing. Heather's yeah. laughing because she's like, <laughs> she's like, see, like, I knew God you were going to do this. Yeah. And I hug him, and I was like, can we just have lunch? Man? I'm so wounded and yeah. tired and weary. And yeah. he's like, absolutely. And we've become such great friends. Yeah. And that was the beginning. And now I'm running cameras at The Belonging. You're running cameras? Yes! I didn't know that. Yes! <laughs> we were there for a couple weeks, and I was like, God, I was like, I just want to serve. Yeah, and and he cameras. he he had me look over left, and there was a girl running cameras. And I was like, "That's what I'm going to do." Yeah. So I filled out the little volunteer form, and I trained, and and so I'm running cameras. <laughs> and Henry actually <laughs> walked out on stage. Best. I did it for the first time six weeks ago. He walked out on stage, and um, I didn't tell them. I'm not telling them that what I'm doing. And um, I'm there, and he stops, and he he literally stops, and it's awkward. Yeah, because he's a little shook, and he yeah. looks up. He's like, "Mate," and he like <laughs> looks at me, and I was like. And everyone turns and looks at me and, you know, and then here's the thing, Annie. I, I travel when I speak on stages every week yeah. and I, it's what I do. There's just something so refreshing about going to my church and running cameras. Right. And 
So that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm running cameras at The Belonging now, and we we love it. And my kids love it, and they go to youth group. And all that whole long story saying, listen, like the, the Lord can call you to leave that's in it. a difficult situation. That, here's the thing. I, that's what I want people to hear is the right answer is not staying. Yeah. The right answer is not leaving. The right answer is obedience. Yes. Yeah. And and when you don't hear him, you stay. Yeah. yeah. And when you hear him say go, yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. do you agree with that? I, I always think, do the last thing he told you. Absolutely. Until yeah. he tells you something new. Yeah, And absolutely. he told you all to I go. I love that. I love that. Do the last thing he told you. And, yeah. um, and uh, again, here's the thing. We, we love everybody at Crosspoint. We still, right. you know, I've talked to Kevin, your new pastor. He's incredible. He's awesome. Yeah. Just, just seeing the life in, in a lot of the staff members that I'm really close with still, you know, we're really close with a lot of staff members. Yeah. Just the joy of the Lord that is now their strength. Oh, it is it's it's mind blowing. <laughs> I know. And so um know. they they've been thirsty for a long time and um it's I'm so incredibly grateful that that family yeah. was called to this city. Yeah. And me um, too. um I'm yeah. grateful Alex and Henry were called to this yeah, city. Absolutely. It feels like a couple of weeks ago at Crosspoint we had this Sunday uh, the belonging had had a conference. Um, Church of the City. There there are a lot of other great churches besides yes. the ones we're listing. We just happen to have a lot of friends at these ones, yeah. but Church of the City had a vision casting morning yeah. in downtown Nashville, and Crosspoint's worship was off the chart. I mean, it was like the clouds parted and we could get straight yes, through. Let's go. And I thought, this is about all of us. Oh, yeah. This isn't yeah. about Crosspoint. This yeah. is about the work that the belonging did at the conference yep. to open up yep. for our city. Yep. This is about... Church of the City casting vision, vision over the city. Over the city. This is about us all being in the same situation yeah. in the same vicinity. Yeah. But it's yeah. also about West West End First Methodist that's yes. been faithful for years. Oh yeah. And people have been showing up. You know, so yeah. it's just been real interesting to um to kind of watch unity come about in some churches right yeah. now. Don't no. you think I mean I, it just feels Heather and I talk about that all the time. We we feel like something's happening. Yeah. And um and it's beautiful. And and I think this city is ripe. The, yeah. the city is the city's ripe and um the revival's coming yeah so yeah yeah so. that's right we um yesterday when we were recording this yesterday there was a church shooting yes and um and i i mean i was so I'm oh, yeah. furious. I'm furious because... I saw you on Twitter. Yeah. And you, you know I don't go. I, know. I, was I like, don't go. And actually, because you tweeted, I had no idea because I was, again, I was yeah. in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And I'm yeah. like, what's she mad about? Yeah. And I, yeah. 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 I, I mean, you know me. I, I try to not get angry on Twitter because it doesn't pay off for me in the long sure. run for my Enneagram 7-ness or for my Annie-ness, actually. Right. Right. But uh, at the enemy, I'm happy. Yeah. To, because what I kept saying yesterday to a couple of the guys that work at Crosspoint, we were texting about it and I was like... um, the enemy stirred up, yeah, because revival's coming, yeah, yeah, absolutely. and so we need to we yep. need to celebrate, yes, that revival's coming, and also pray protection over yeah. the. And you cannot make a groom more angry than messing with his bride. Absolutely, right? Yeah, and so and so of course we have to acknowledge we're at war. Yeah, acknowledge we're swimming in it. Yeah, um, you know it, it's funny. I, I don't know if you watched the Titans game yesterday. Yesterday, uh, Mariota was running down the sideline, quarterback for the Titans, and. Uh, Richard Sherman from Seahawks did a late hit out of bounds, and, and it was in on the Titans sideline. Uh huh. And he did a late he hit Mariota late out of bounds, and the swarm of Titans players that came around to protect him. Yeah. There was just something when I saw that that I was like, I'm not saying Richard Sherman is the devil. He's not. <laughs> okay? He's right. A, right. But what I'm but. saying is that that's what we need to do. We need to yeah. rise up. Um, when oh, attacks okay, like this happen, up. Rise I up. see you, Falcons. Okay. Three and zero. Oh. We're up? going there. We're going there. Keep going. Three and oh. okay, Give us our spiritual okay. thing, and okay. then we're going to the Falcons. But but uh, uh, anyway, we need to fight the fight. So let's talk to the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> 
three and zero. Oh. Three and zero. Oh. I and, can't believe it. And yesterday was the most Falcons way of winning. <laughs> That, that I've ever Listen, experienced. Yeah. Okay. So for you guys listening, today is September 25th. So in two weeks, this podcast comes out. But yesterday, the Falcons played the uh, Detroit Lions, yes. not the Tigers. Yes. And in the last play of the game. Last play of the game. The Lions scored. Lions scored. To win. With eight seconds left. Right. The referees called it a touchdown because it looked like a touchdown. Every human being on the planet, the Falcons even thought it was a touchdown. But it wasn't a touchdown because his knee hit the ground <laughs> and the ball was inches from the line. And since <laughs> since it, there was only eight seconds Won't left. Won't he do it? Won't the Lord do it? <laughs> since there's only eight seconds left, there's a rule in the NFL that after a play that is a continuing clock running play, that there's a 10-second runoff. And so they weren't given the opportunity to run another play, and the Falcons won. And you could even see the Falcons player on the sidelines going, did we win? <laughs> Did we Did just we, win that? We win? Yep, we're, t- yeah. we're 3-0. Rise up. It's Rise amazing. Up. I mean, but do you have the emotional bandwidth I don't know to lose do the this. Super Bowl again? I, <laughs> I don't know that I do. Andy, I don't know if I can do this again. That was, that, as, as your listeners probably know from you, like oh, that, that was one know. of the worst, worst moments of my life. And listen, <laughs> I've had some bad moments in my life, but I've not felt the depths of despair. Uh, I've, there's been a couple moments close but um, it was really close to one in of the worst. Sports, um, in that's sports, that's the worst feeling I've ever had. I, I've never. Bar none. Th- that is, that, that, again, we talked about John 10.10, 10, a thief comes to steal, <laughs> kill, and destroy, but I come to give you life and live it, uh, give it abundantly. That scripture could not be more perfectly uh, summed up in the first half of life and life abundantly. That's what life abundantly felt like. That's what it's supposed yeah. to feel like. And then to three. steal, kill, and destroy Tom, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the thief came. <laughs> the thief came. And it was it was horrible. So uh, this has been good therapy. You know, I don't know if you noticed at the exact same time the Patriots came back and won um, and beat the um, Texans yesterday on a last second throw, Hail Mary, Tom no. Brady. And so that this was happening at the same time that the Falcons were going down and about to lose. And yeah. I thought, if the Patriots come back and win today and the Falcons lose like this today, I don't know if I can handle I this. I I'm going to be done. I do like to overconnect spirituality and sports. And so <laughs> I will do that here. I love the idea of you really think you're going to lose. Yeah. And yeah. and you've set yourself up yeah. to lose and you think, look, they just scored. Yeah. They and then, just scored. And then, and then not only did they not score, but they can't do anything they can't to do fix anything. it. And you just Amen. go, okay, Lord. Okay, Lord, I'm looking for that in my life. I'm looking oh, for situations yeah. where everyone else goes, oh, poor Annie. Yeah. She yeah. lost. And I go, I think I lost. I won. Uh, yeah. I won. <laughs> I can't believe it. I won. <laughs> That's what it was like for us yesterday. So I, I'm going one week at a time with you, sister. I just am. I'm in. I'm a Falcons fan. I'm yeah. diehard. I will love them forever. Yeah. I can't quite. And, you know, I went to the Notre Dame-Georgia game. Yeah. yeah and we did. won by one point, yep. And it was thrilling. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you, how you're handling this right now. Oh, it, oh, it's a lot of... I mean, the the dogs being this good and the Falcons being this good. Yeah. Luckily, my Arsenal guys are doing terrible, oh, okay. so, so I've got some balance. i got some balance to remind me of the teams I pick. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Um, so good. Well, so I love good. you, buddy. I love you, too. I'm really grateful for your family, and I do miss doing church with y'all, but yeah. we still do church. We still do church. We still do yeah. church. We went to Israel. We did. We Ugh. did. We went to Israel together. Wasn't it awesome? And, um, um, thanks for having me. No, I really... Really appreciate it. Well, of course. So. I I mean, we as soon as I mean, you've been on the books for a long time. Sure. That's how it goes. My friends get to pick when they come first, and then we fill it in with my other friends. There we go. Um, there we, go. we ask one final question in every episode. Oh, okay, awesome. Um, the question is because it's called that sounds fun. The question yeah. is what sounds fun to you right now? There's no like rules. Just what sounds fun. Really? What sounds fun to me right now? Um, gosh, right now, what sounds fun is just being home. Yeah. Uh, just just resting uh, at home because uh, the book's launching today when people are listening to this. Right. 
and then it is go, it is go time mm-hmm. for for mm-hmm. a hot minute till the middle of November. Mm-hmm. But when I do get home, what sounds fun is I've I've suddenly become I'm was born in East LA, lived in the city, just kind of never was an outdoorsy guy. But I now Annie, I fly fish. Yeah, I, you're I a, what do you call yourself? I call myself, a, I'm a redneck. Red Mexican. That's yes. a red Mexican. <laughs> I'm a red Mexican. And those things th- those those things give me life. Like they do. Yeah. And so um there's a river uh, an hour outside Nashville that I go to when I'm in town twice a week now and I fish for trout and it is beautiful. So I that's that's what's fun to me. Yeah. I, maybe what is it about it? What is it about is it being outside? No, um it may be the this uh, you know more about Enneagram stuff than I do, correct me, but I I'm a seven as well. Yes. Um, I've now been affirmed that yes. and I've taken a few tests and I've read finally enough to where I know that, but it's for me, it's new. So first of all, this is new. So everybody that's listening, yes. this yes. is new. And so when I get into something new, I am all, all in. in, I mean, yes. I got the waiters, I got the boots, yep. I got the, you should see, I'm out there, I'm out there with my tattoos and my shaved head and my brown skin and everyone else on the river doesn't look like me. And <laughs> they're wondering what's happening, but there's something about, cause again, when you're fly fishing, don't get me started about fly fishing. No, but I'm but into listen, it. when you're fly fishing, you're you're fishing dry flies, which means they're floating on the top. Uh-huh. And you have to know the behavior of the trout. And okay. so it's like a puzzle. So all day long you're trying to solve the puzzle. You're trying to solve okay, this fly is not working. I'm seeing them move towards it, but they're not going up. So I'm gonna get another fly that looks a little bit more like it, but this time ah. I'm gonna put it this way. Next thing you know, when because again, they're not underwater. When the, the trout comes up out of the water, to attack it and it like jumps and leaps out of the water. It just takes your breath away. It's beautiful. It's just I didn't beautiful. know it, I didn't know that's yes. how it happens. It's, it's how it happens. And so it's it's a puzzle. Trout fishing or fly fishing is a puzzle as opposed uh-huh. to, you know, regular fishing, spin fishing, you're just kind of dropping in the water with a worm in the water and they eat it. Yeah. This you're trying to um it's almost like hunting, like you're yeah. hunting these trout. And so I'm catching and release, so everybody relax. Um, <laughs> you can also be catch and eat, and yeah, that you would can still eat, be true. Yeah, 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 but you don't want to eat these trout. Catch here. They and nasty. throw them yeah, in yeah. your back seat is Absolutely. probably the problem. Yeah, I catch deer and I eat them after I catch them. Yes, y'all do. Y'all <laughs> do. do. But, uh, there, yeah, there's just something about that, you know, that I love the puzzle of it. Oh, and, cool. Um, and I just, I, I find Jesus out there, and yeah. he's really loud. Yeah, there, so. yeah. Would you do a final thing for us? Would you yeah. just pray? I mean, my it really is my heart that my friends who want to hear God can hear yeah. God. Yeah. And so we usually just end with what sounds fun, but it actually sounds really fun to me for my friends listening and yeah. for me to hear God really clearly yeah. right now. Yeah. So would you just pray that for would, the listeners, our friends, yeah. and for me and for Let's your family, that. whoever? Uh, Jesus, we are grateful for your voice. Um, and so this is what I ask for. I'm just going to be simple. Uh, there's people listening to this podcast and there's the people in this podcast booth that desire myself and Annie included, we're the only two people in the podcast booth, Lord, and you know that, but that we're desiring to hear you mm-hmm. and we're desiring to hear you in new ways. And so this is what I asked for. I asked Jesus again, and I asked this because I know three things. I know the, the, the power of the blood and the sacrifice of the cross, uh, the power of your resurrection, which we toasted in Israel and the authority that you've given us, your believers, actual authority in your ascension, Jesus. By those three things, Lord, we consecrate this question and this ask to you that you just open our ears to hear you in brand new ways. Will you show us? Uh, will you surprise us today? Uh, Lord, will you surprise us with your whimsy? Will you surprise us with the tiny things? Show up today in the small things, Jesus. Mm-hmm. May we not be scared to ask for small things because we're scared that they don't come th- through and they don't come true. May we ask those small things today and may you show up and may the people that are listening to this podcast today hear you in brand new, fresh ways that yeah. make them go, wow, yeah. that is the gold, Jesus. For it is in the name of our resurrected Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we both said, 
Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Am I right? I mean, come on with that, Carlos Whitaker. Listen, y'all have got to grab Kill the Spider. I cannot wait to read it and and really wrestle with some of the things in my own life that I feel like are places where I'm really good at cleaning the cobwebs and maybe not as good at actually killing the spider. So make sure you grab that book this week. If you enjoyed this conversation with Carlos, make sure you follow him across the internet. He's easy to find. Los Wit, L-O-S-W-H-I-T. And also, if you liked hearing from a dude who's an author, we have a couple of episodes that you might want to pop back and listen to, like Adam Weber that we talked about, Tyler Reagan that we got to talk about, John Acuff has been on the show recently, as well as Russ Ramsey. There's just a handful back there that I think you might really enjoy if you like this conversation with Carlos. As always, thanks again to our sweet friend Ellie Holcomb for letting us use music from her album Red Sea Road. It is one of my very favorite albums, and I love it, as you probably already know. Hey, if you need to find me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find Annie F. Downs across the internet, everywhere you'd want to look for me. F as in fancy or (laughs) falcons or fun, Annie F. Downs. That's my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the things you could ever need. Also, if you get a chance to rate or review the show, that would be really awesome. It just kind of helps people who don't already know that they're welcome here know that this is a fun place to be. So if you get a chance to pop back over to iTunes and do that, that would be awesome. I hope you guys have a great day. Go out and do something that sounds fun to you, and we will see you next week.